Welcome to the Fantasy Football Experts and Idiots podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Calvin. And I'm Ryan. And uh, we just spent, you know, the first 20 some odd seconds of this podcast just having our own little dance party to our new intro music. But I think we just crushed that intro. That was awesome. I think so. Like, we're making big boy moves here. This is going to be fun. Um, This podcast and last podcast, you're going to hopefully see some huge strides from us. We have been putting in the work to really hopefully make this better for you. We want this to be a podcast where you can come and get tangible, usable fantasy advice in a timely manner. Yeah. And it's not just the expert Calvin that's here. That's been putting in the work. Your resident idiot spent three days last week (laughs) working on spreadsheets. Okay. So I'm trying, I'm trying to improve. I'm trying to help this podcast out. I am so proud of you for recognizing that there's work to be done (laughs) and for struggling through Google sheets. Yeah. Logan, Thanks for your help. Appreciate it. If you can help me a little bit more, that'd be much appreciated. Um, but you know yeah. that you can reach out to me because I literally use like spreadsheets all day long in my day job. But see, he's up generally at the times at night that I'm up as well that's, for some point, whereas you're asleep. So that, That's usually true. I am usually asleep during the normal sleeping hours of the yeah, public. Yeah, yeah, no, I'm not. So... Uh, but yeah, we, we need to get into this. We got quite the show ahead have, of us. We have an absolutely packed show today. Where do you want to start? Because um, I know where I want to start. Well, let's start where you want to start. Um, do you remember last week we were talking about rankings? Yes. And I put out my top 10 wide receivers, and I had a wide receiver inside my top 10. And you said, whoa, 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 whoa. He was wide receiver 98 in week one. Yeah. My boy. you were going to want to start there. Mike Williams yeah. goes off against the Kansas City Chiefs for 25.3 points. Okay. What did I tell you? I didn't want to believe you. Okay. And truth be told, guys, I hate doing these stupid rankings. Okay. I spent four <laughs> hours yesterday doing this morning working on these rankings. I hate doing these rankings okay truth be told with these rankings i don't see the names because there's no chronolog there's no order to them they're just names thrown up there on this board so i don't i passed over his name and didn't see him and so like do you know how many times i had to go back when i came across a name last night and be like oh, this person needs to be higher than these people. (laughs) And so I had to bump down like 15 names in order to get this person in his spot. And I'm just like, I'm going to get grief from Calvin, Tyler, and Austin because of where this person is. But that's because I had to move this person up there. (laughs) That's true. But that's what rankings do. And it forces you to think critically about these players. And that's why we're doing it. So that we can become better fantasy managers. Four hours. Yeah, I put in that amount of work regularly. I, I finally got to the point where the with the receivers after I got the top 10 last night, and I'm like, screw it, and I just threw in random numbers on random receivers. Okay. So I don't even know who's ranked we, where. We won't really evaluate your receivers this week. <laughs> We're going to spend a little bit less time on, on rankings in general. But I just wanted to point out, um, I told you guys that Mike Williams was going to be heavily involved, and he was. Now, this week... Justin Herbert is dealing with a an injury, has fractured rib cartilage. If he 
this if I was Justin Herbert, I would be so scared of that training staff after what they did to Tyrod Taylor. And, you know, he's also needing some maybe some pain management injection in that area. I'd be, be worried. And I saw, if you watched the game, Justin Herbert was absolutely hurt. Oh, yeah. Struggling. He could not. He was. He had nobody around him. He got rushed out of the pocket, ran up to the line, had nobody around him, and couldn't even throw the ball like 10 yards. Oh, he couldn't, he couldn't even walk two yards to get the first down, and they had to go for it on fourth down. Now, granted, he threw one of the prettiest balls that I've ever seen on that play. He did. It was gorgeous. And if you will go watch that play, you'll understand why um, I have a little bit of like this fantasy crush on Justin <laughs> Herbert. Because he is so good. Um, and you're you're Patrick Mahomes guy, so you see some of that, that, that same thing. I see thing. him twice a year. Yeah. I, I see what Justin Herbert does. Like, he's a great quarterback. Not just fantasy. He's a great quarterback. But... Because of the pain that he was in, and that was a hopped up on adrenaline, you have to kind of downgrade him a little bit this week. I bring him down to probably quarterback eight this week. So that is going to maybe play a factor in Mike Williams, in Josh Palmer, in a Gerald Everett. Um, And maybe we get Keenan Allen back. We'll see. Which, side note, how freaking phenomenal has Gerald Everett been? Um, Gerald Everett will be within my top ten tight ends probably going forward. He has been lights out for that team. yeah i i keep forgetting to look but i need to look and see how many leagues i'm in that he's been picked up in because i don't it think it should have been every single I, one i know but i don't think it's been many but because i keep wanting to pick him up but then i look at my tight ends i'm like i've got really good tight ends so i don't necessarily need him but guys if you're if you've got like a uh cole Komet, a tyler higby like oh we're gonna get into those go pick him up yeah gerald everett is an absolute upgrade there like that's my Chargers talk. Um, your Chiefs won the game. Mm-hmm. I had a little bet with Austin, who's also a Chiefs fan. Um, he and I work together, and we wear our, our badges on lanyards. Whoever's team wins the uh, AFC West this year, there's a couple of other guys that we work with in on it. All three of the losers have to wear that team's lanyard <laughs> for the entire like offseason. I like it. It is brutal. I already have a bunch of Chargers lanyards in my Amazon cart, though. Um, but Austin also has Chiefs lanyards in his Amazon cart. Yeah, Logan and I were talking this week, and it, I was like, you know, it's really nice that everyone in the AFC West West lost this week except for the Chiefs. Yeah, they were the only undefeated team in the AFC West right now. You can enjoy it for Which a is week. a very strong indication on who the best team in the AFC West is because we know for sure it is not the Denver Broncos. Uh, absolutely not. We have major questions about the Denver Broncos. Right Drop now. them. Drop them all. Get rid of them. <laughs> um, if you do that, I will be picking them up. Like There is fantasy value here, but we have major concerns about the Denver Broncos. I This head coaching staff is going to put themselves on the hot seat before they even make it to the midseason. Do you, there are, do you think it could be Nathaniel Hackett with him being the play caller? I think that it's a communication issue between Hackett and Russell Wilson. I think he's giving Russ a little too much. Hackett needs to step in and say, no, I'm calling the plays. This is what we're doing. But we're seeing so many delay of game calls that there is a communication issue getting back and forth. We're seeing just out of position, sloppy on every single play. Like I have major concerns. And then we see Jerry Judy get hurt this week with a shoulder injury. So he's going to be questionable on the week. KJ Hamler may return. 
Um, but there is going to be some serious questions, like real football questions for this team. The only real consistent player on that team that I see is Cortland Sutton. And what did I tell you at the beginning of the year? I think Cortland Sutton is going to step into that role. He's going to be the DK role there. Um, and he's going to get, but he's going to get more volume. Now, after Judy left, there were some serious offensive questions. I wonder if there was, if there's not a real connection there, if Russ is struggling. But this offense is too talented to not tur- right the ship. But I wonder if the coaching staff might force themselves out of a job. Okay. We'll, we'll see. That could be interesting. I, I think it could be, but I think that they've dug themselves into a hole that is going to be tough yeah. to dig out of. Yeah. They barely beat the Houston Texans. Yeah. I, I did see the ending, end of that game. So, yeah, that was that was not not pretty for the Broncos. Um what do you think? Should we should we do some trade talks? I think so. Let's uh, let's dive into trade talks cuz I've got a couple of guys on the list that I think you need to trade away right now. Okay. Well, before we get to that, I have a trade offer that has been brought to me tonight. Um it is not in any of our mutual leagues. It's in a different league that I'm in. But I want to get your live reaction to this trade. I haven't I haven't briefed Calvin anything on this. So keep in mind this is a keeper league. A keeper league. Single. Keeper, keep, yes. Single keeper, singular. Okay. Yes. Okay, you ready for this? I'm ready. All right, I'm going to have you read it on the mic. Okay. So they are offering you Josh Jacobs, Trey Lance, and a 2023 third round draft pick. For Derrick Henry. Are you sure this isn't Dynasty if you have draft pick trading? Yes. Absolutely. This is a keeper league. Singular keeper. Yes. And he wants... uh, He's... he's... (laughs) What? No. You you cannot take that trade right now. You have to reject it. Derrick Henry has the long-term value that you need to hold on to. Josh Jacobs is going to be better than people think. Trey Lance is done for the year. And a third round pick, like, I'm assuming keeper, so that means, like, whatever player you keep, you lose the draft pick at the slot that you're in the round that you picked them mm-hmm. last year, right? Supposed to be. We uh, Logan messed it up this past year, so everybody got their keeper Jeez on the very Louis last round. <laughs> okay. Well, okay. But that's how it's supposed to work. Yes. Okay. Um, no. Reject, reject, reject. That's, that's exact. As soon as I saw it, that was my thought. But I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna keep this. We can have it to talk about. This is this is the epitome of an idiot move. They are trying to take advantage of you and saying, "I'm gonna throw volume for value." They are not equivalent. Volume does not equal value. Two days after Trey Lance gets injured, like I wouldn't know that he's out and done for the season. So essentially, they're they're trading me Josh Jacobs for Derrick Henry. Yeah, that's because the draft to pick get. really doesn't count. The draft pick doesn't matter. Yeah, it's not it's not valuable in this case. Yeah, decline it, decline it right now on there. Okay, done. There you go. Should we dive into these uh, other guys that I think you need to get rid of? Yes. Okay. Um, I have one running back and one wide receiver that you need to trade away right now. I'm going to start with the wide receiver. The wide receiver that you need to trade away and try and capitalize on his name value now 
is DK Metcalf. Now, objectively, Geno Smith has been playing well, but that has not translated into fantasy value for DK Metcalf. He is seeing fewer than 10 targets a game. He's scored 7.6 and 7.5 points right now, but that's him playing every snap. Now, the reason why you're trading DK Metcalf now is value. You're going to go try and see if somebody is willing to get rid of a piece that is a little bit more value for a guy who should maybe be a flex play for the rest of the year. Now, something that I always have issues with with trades, and this is just in my head, like I, I know I'm not right in thinking this, but this is just something that I have in my head, is it, there's always a possibility. Like, what if I trade this person and then they get injured? Like, who I get gets injured, or I trade this person and it ends up flipping. They go off and who I get screws me over. Like, that's always going on in my head for any draft or any trade situation. And I know that's a possibility. So I'm just bringing that up because there are those people that might think that as well. Well, and I would love to speak to that because I think that that gets into something that is a core foundational part of fantasy football, which is process over results, right? So you want to make this trade now because it is, it's good process. This trade is going to improve your team now and hopefully make the other guy feel like he's improving his team. He's making this trade because of that potential. So you need to sell him on that. But you're making the trade because you're recognizing that DK Metcalf has a hard ceiling with Geno Smith. And we even saw it with Russell Wilson. He was up and down some games. But I think we're going to see far more down games, fewer than 10 fantasy points, than we're going to see more than 15. Now, yes, he's probably going to pop off a couple of weeks down the road. But those you're going to see more consistent value if you can trade him as opposed to two flashes in the pan and struggling, well, do I need to put this big name in my flex? Because a lot of fantasy players are going to look at this and say, well, it's, it's DK Metcalf. He just signed a massive deal. He's huge. Have you seen the guy? He's jacked. Like, don't let your girlfriend Google DK Metcalf's abs or AJ Dillon or Saquon's quads. Like, those are things that you need to learn. Um, but it's DK Metcalf. Uh, wow, I, I can't bench him. Yes, you can. But you should try and trade him right now if you have, if for any value that you can get. Okay. Who's next? So the next guy that you need to trade, and this is a guy that you were selling high. Let me be very clear. It's Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Really? Now let me tell you why. I'm actually kind of surprised on that one. Let me tell you why. Because you are trying to trade him at peak value. We saw the same thing last year where Clyde had two or three really great weeks coming out the gate, fell off. You watch the Chiefs game. Some of it. Okay, if you look at the Chiefs game, who gets the goal-to-go rushes and who gets the the like crunch time critical play work? It's not Clyde Edwards-Alaire. It's Kelsey. It's Isaiah Pacheco. Oh, in it running oh, back rush, in those situations. Rushing. Now, here's the other thing. This is supposed to be a high-scoring offense. These are his attempts, rushing attempt, excuse me, attempts over the past two weeks. Week one, he had seven attempts for 42 yards, three catches for 33 yards, and got lucky 
and caught two touchdowns. Week two, he only had eight rushes. In a close game where you take the lead late, you would think, okay, I need to make the run game work. He wasn't getting the touches. It was still a close game. And so I think that the coaching staff there is not sold on CEH. This is going to be, this is two weeks of wild efficiency, but it, there is a cap. It's not going to, it's not sustainable, right? And so he's going to fall off. So this is a guy that you're going to trade right now. Let's say you have Clyde Edwards-Alaire and you've run him, you're, you're 2-0, but you maybe need another receiver. You're going to trade Clyde Edwards-Alaire for a top tier or a, or a strong number two wide receiver and capitalize on his peak value right now because Jarek McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco are out snapping him and getting more opportunities. I did forget to add Isaiah Pacheco to this list. Yeah, I noticed, but it's okay. But do you see why I'm saying this is somebody that you need to go trade him right now because he's at peak value. Yeah. I mean, no, he's, I mean, it's only been two games, but his average is 19.1 points right now, which is really good. And that's, that's great. It's good for running back five over the first two weeks, but that's going to come down. Yeah. I, cause he's been, um, I've got it right here. He was number six, uh, uh, fantasy. He, uh, he was the number six running back last week and he, uh, where did he go? Number nine this week. Oh yeah. I knew he was up there. I just scrolled past his name. So yeah, number nine. So he's still top ten currently. We'll see what week what week three has to has to store. So, um, but yeah, I because I even mentioned I think I mentioned a few weeks ago. I know I've told other people. I can't remember if I mentioned it here, but there's already been talk before the season started in preseason that Isaiah Pacheco was going to get the majority of the run starting about mid season and is going to take over as running back for the Chiefs. Like. They love Pacheco. He does a great job. And he was a seventh round guy, so he's cheap. Yeah. So, I, yeah, you need to trade CEH right now at peak value and go get something more for him. Because even if you only get like a, maybe you trade him for like a, an Allen Robinson type. Now, I think that there's some discrepancy there. Robinson's going to come up, but Edward Zillard's going to go down. So those are two guys right now that I think you need to trade immediately. How about that sixth round draft pick corner that, you know, took that 99-yard interception to the house? Okay, that that was a missed play where the Chargers should have stopped and taken a huddle instead of going no huddle. He should have. They should have. But did you see he played Justin Herbert? Like, on the replay. I could have done that. I saw the play. Like, I was watching the game at home, and I said, oh, he's going to go to the tight end, and they're going to pick it off. He he was behind Gerald Everett as soon as Herbert started to step into the throw. He jumped to the side and stepped forward and took that pass away from Gerald Everett. It's, it's true. He it did. was amazing. It, it, was a, it was a good play. I'll give you that. <laughs> he, he, can't, he can't live with the loss. He can't do it. It's, it's tough. But, I mean, it's tough no matter what whenever your team loses. Okay. Um... Oh, the yeah, players you're okay with benching. Yeah, I think that this is the nat the natural place we go after talking about trade talk. Um, there it's been week two, so we have a small sample size, but it's enough to make a decision on a few guys. 
And so I have, actually, hold on one second. We're going to take just a quick, quick little break. All right, guys. Um, so fun fact, the reason why we took a little break is because I started to get a phone call asking about some trade advice and it's from one of our rankers. So Tyler is now on the phone and he is uh, gonna present this trade offer that he just received. Go for it, Tyler. Okay, this was a juicy one. I have Trey Lance. Obviously I'm in some trouble now. I need QB help pretty bad. Um, I've got some guys that are on my waiver that may be able to help me, but you never know. But I got an offer that was for Christian Kirk, who's on my roster, who I love. Um, he's getting an insane amount of targets and should continue to throughout the season. But I got an offer for Christian Kirk, and the offer was Allen Robinson and Adam Thielen, which I responded, and I said, I love Allen Robinson, but he's the number two in his, his offense and is pretty touchdown-dependent week-to-week versus Christian Kirk, who I know is going to get a massive amount of volume. And so, so I prefer to keep Christian Kirk over Allen Robinson. And I told him I have no interest in Thielen. I said, but I do need QB help. If you swap Thielen for a quarterback, we may get a deal done. And this league member has Tua and Russell Wilson, and they just asked me, which QB do you want? Pretty spicy, that in my opinion, because... Tua has clearly outperformed Russ so far this season. But I also think it's safe to say that going into the season, like, it was pretty easy. We all would have said Russ. So what do I do? Which quarterback do I want the rest of the season? So this actually gets into a great point because we were going to talk in in just a minute, in a future segment, we're just going to bump it to right now, is how do you replace Trey Lance? One of the options is you make a trade. Uh, in that trade, I think Ryan and I are both in agreement right now. You want Tua. Mike McDaniels? That, that's kind of what I'm leaning towards. He, the weapons on Miami are incredible, and the coaching staff clearly has the offense humming. Russ is great, but it's risky. He's looked pretty bad, and who knows whether he gets it turned around and how long it takes. So we just talked about this where... Denver really only has Cortland Sutton as uh, and, and Javante Williams, who you're starting every week. Yeah, but like your your points are coming from Cortland Sutton right now for Denver. Like, right? Unfortunately, there's not a lot going on there. Um, but did you did you by chance hear uh, what Mike Mike McDaniel said to his team this week before the game that they played? No, I didn't. He said that he wanted to see them have a little bit of adversity to see what they would do with it. Oh, yes, I did hear that. And I, they they took the head like off of the raven. <laughs> Here, here's my thought. I think Mike McDaniel is going to be the steal of the coaching hires this year. He is looking like an offensive wizard, and I don't think that the Dolphins are going to run the ball at all this year. Like, really, it's going to be really low-volume rushing attack. And I think we're going to see similar volume going forward out of Tua. I would take Tua. Like, send your counter offer, seal the trade right now, get it done before the podcast drops, and 
you know, that person is SOL because they didn't call us and say, hey, which which quarterback should I offer, right? Because we would have told All them, right. hold on to Tua, but, yeah. Listen for the ding from the sleeper app. I'll send it in just a second. Okay. Hey, Tyler, by the way, great game this weekend. You are the luckiest turd. <laughs> you play me on the week and Trey Lance goes down and gives me two points. You know you got lucky. So don't you dare talk crap. All I see is a dub. So, you know, that's all that really matters there. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> that's fair. I'll see you later in the season. <laughs> as as usual, yes. Well, Tyler, thank you for calling. This was, this was actually perfect timing. No worries. Glad so, you could help me. Thank you much for calling, and uh, you enjoy it. We're going to get back to the pod. Okay, talk to you later. That, that that helped. <laughs> that that helped. I mean, like that that was perfect. How do you replace Trey Lance? Like that, I can't think of a better segue there. One is you try and make a trade for Tua. It's going to be real tough because I think that Tua is going to be really carrying that offense and maybe the real deal this year. He's he's not inside my top ten for this next week because they're playing the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, who just are a defensive wrecking crew and it's that defense shuts down everything offense everything um but i think he might be a top 10 play in future weeks like he's got some really good matchups and has clearly great weapons and is gonna throw the ball a ton uh nick if you're hearing this next week you can call in about 7 30 mountain time on a tuesday while we're recording we can help you with your quarter quarterback predicament that you're gonna have because it's uh, it's going to be a little bit tough, but it's a good trade. Trading Tua for Christian Kirk right now, I think that that's a that's a great move because Kirk is going to be a top fifteen wide receiver volume alone. Yeah, I I had him in one of my. I can't keep my league straight right now. I'm in the five leagues. I can't remember who I have in which league, and I had Kirk on the bench. I I want to say week one. He didn't really do all that. No, he blew up. He's blown up every week. I I can't remember. I think I ended up dropping him for somebody. And now I'm looking at it. I'm like, did I have Kirk? Did I drop? What happened? Now now that's an idiot move of the week. Dropping Christian Kirk. Well, it was last week. It wasn't this week that that happened. But you dropped a guy who got you 17 points. He was on my bench. I don't even remember if I had him or not. Okay, Okay. Let's circle back. How do you replace Trey Lance? You have a quarterback who we all thought would be a top 10 quarterback this year and is now out for the rest of the season, hopefully gets to play in 2023. 49ers look like geniuses for re-signing Garoppolo right now. Geniuses or lucky idiots. But, I mean, that is your that is an option is going and picking up Jimmy. That, excuse me, Jimmy G. That's because an option. Because he completely fits in that offense. They, they were even talking about how once he got there, it seemed to slow down. It seemed to just run more smooth. And it seemed like the 49ers of old where they actually just played football and did good things. Now, here's what I'm going to say. I think that your best bet to replace Trey Lance is going to actually be a little bit of quarterback by committee. I think that you need to maybe get two guys that you can stream. Now, my top quarterback streamer is Carson Wentz. He's for all of the flack that we gave him last year, he still ended the year quarterback 15. Yeah. For the abysmal play in Indy. He's been doing good. He looks good in Washington right now. Do you want to know something? Here's the real kicker. 
who leads the league in passing yards? I'm, I'm assuming you're going to say Wentz. It's Carson Wentz, Tua Tagovailoa, and then Joe Flacco. Carson Wentz is the top streamer right now. You need to go at him. But there are going to be some weeks where you can't really do it. This week against Philly is one where I question it. Yeah, so... Because we just saw what Philly did to Kirk Cousins and Justin Jefferson. Week one, Washington played Jacksonville. He was the third best fantasy quarterback. This weekend, they played Detroit. Those are two respectable defenses. But not like, you know... not Detroit your... has put seven first-round draft picks onto that defense in the last nine years. I'm just like they're not Buffalo, they're not Philly right That's now. True. Like they're they're not your shutdown, uh, your shutdown defenses. Week one, Detroit played Philly. Jared Goff was 16th in fantasy. Um, they just played Minnesota. Kirk. Yeah, where is Kirk Cousins? He's he was 25. 25. Like they they you're you're going from right now a top five fantasy quarterback. To somebody that hasn't let a quarterback be in the top 15. Right. And so that's why I'm a little bit low on Carson Wentz this week. He's he, he's not inside my top 10. He's quarterback 11 for me this week. But I think that you need to pair him with a Jared Goff type. Whether you pair him with Jared Goff or Jimmy Garoppolo. Interesting. Now Goff is going to be a little bit more up and down. He's going to be one where you have to play those matchups. But he's showing that he can do it right now. He's not going to light the world on fire, but he's a quarterback two with upside, which if you just lost Trey Lance. You could have talked over the siren. I could have, but, you know, it, we're in a space. We get the sirens. It happens. Yeah, we're, we're right off downtown in the city that I live in. And so it's like the main thoroughfare for one 911 calls and two going to the hospital. So yeah. we get a lot of sirens here. Um, but I think that Jared Goff is a guy that you pair in a quarterback by committee. Another guy that you add to that mix is Jimmy Garoppolo. Um, and so I think that you look at some of those guys. Okay. That's my, that's my take on how you replace Trey Lance right now. And also... You need to jump on that because there's going to be some quarter, some questions here. We have questions now about Joe Burrow, and there are questions about Tom Brady, yes. two guys that have consistently been ranked in our, inside our top 10 that we're now pretty worried about. Tom Brady was quarterback 28 on the week and 26, and 26 last week. Yeah, um, And Joe Burrow was quarterback 16 this week while he had a top 10 finish against the uh, abysmal. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers that they lost to yeah like yeah. that that also has to be a key factor there is that they lost to the Steelers but I, I'm I'm willing to take a, a loss here on this on the Joe Burrow takes but I thought he was going to be phenomenal because they invested in that offensive line which looks abysmal yeah he's getting hit as soon as he snaps the ball they they made it better and somehow it became worse yeah better on paper worse on the field so y if you are a Trey Lance owner you need to jump because those Tom Brady owners, those Joe Burrow owners are starting to look out there saying, maybe I need a second quarterback. Here's another question for you on Trey Lance. Dynasty. Do you, just granted it's only been like, what, a game and a half, if that, that he's played this year. Do you stick with him, Dynasty, or 
Do you try to throw out a trade? Like give it a few weeks, let people forget about what's going on with them, then throw a trade out offer for Trey Lance to be able to get somebody that potentially has upside or already is better. But you're saying, hey, here's a young guy that, yeah, he's injured right now. He can come back. Now, if we're going to talk dynasty on Trey Lance, the jury's still out. If you can go and clearly upgrade, you do that. But if there's nobody willing to make you a, a trade for a clear upgrade, which in Dynasty you're probably not going to be able to get because quarterbacks have more value, then you need to hold on Trey Lance. And you put him on your bench, you put him in your IR slot, um, and you if it's Dynasty, you also have another quarterback on the roster usually. You have somebody else that you can go because Trey Lance was the, the young guy that you were hoping to replace your vet with. Yeah. So you roll back your you roll your veteran back out. Um, and I do just want to add one more guy to that quarterback streamers bit. It's Marcus Mariota, which is who right now, this is going to be sound so weird. Marcus Mariota going forward is going to be the very poor man's Jalen Hurts. I mean, right now he's top 20 both weeks. Mm-hmm. He was 18 this week and, and 12th the week before. And 18th this week against an L.A. Rams defense that is loaded in the secondary. Yes. And where they have not been able to get Kyle Pitts involved yet. So there's only room to grow in that offense. It, he's he's a guy that you're pairing. He's not somebody that you're going out and is being your new quarterback. He is in that bunch of guys that you need, that you're looking at to maybe stream to replace Trey Lance. Is it fair to say I'm starting to have doubts about the Rams in only week two? Yes, it's fair. I think that there are some major weaknesses that have been exposed. Which, um, what, they lost Von Miller? Mm-hmm. Did they, like, legit, did they lose it? I mean, they lost Andrew Wentworth, he retired, mm-hmm. and OBJ. Like, three names that I know of that they actually lost this offseason. How did they go from Super Bowl winning to now doubtful for me to the Super Bowl. It's a it's a little bit of the Super Bowl hangover. They had a longer season than almost everybody else, and I think that we're seeing a little bit of that with both them and with Cincinnati. And so you're still starting Matthew Stafford. You're still going to start Cooper Cup. Like, he's still, you know... Cooper Cup right now is on pace. I, I was looking at his stats. He's on pace for 205 catches, over 2,000 yards, and, like, 20 ridiculous touchdowns. Um, He's on pace to just be jerry rice i I love having him on my team again it's great it's great yeah that's fair um but that's where we're at i think it's not an it's not an overreaction there what about alan robinson alan robinson is actually like let's dive into where we were going with guys that i'm okay with you benching or cutting or adding or holding alan robinson is on my hold list you're not going to cut him. You're not really going to bench him. He's pretty touchdown dependent, like Tyler said. But he's a guy that you can hold on. Maybe he's on the bench. Maybe he's in your lineup, just depending on your roster construction. But he's a guy that I think brighter days are ahead. So this is the third year that I've heard you talk about him. And you've always been so high on him the beginning of the season. And he's, to me, he's so wishy-washy. Week one, he got... 2.2 points. And then the, they came out and said, we need to involve him more in the offense. What did he do in week two? 15.3. Yep. 
but for a wide receiver too, that's what you're looking for. But still, like, you don't know data. Like week to week, you have no idea what they're gonna. Granted, it's fantasy. You really don't know what's gonna happen week to week to begin with with anybody. But especially with Allen Robinson and another one that I'll throw out there, Darnell Mooney. You don't know what's going to happen. I think you. I think we know what's going to happen with Darnell Mooney right now. Is it's not going to be good because the only offensive player that is worth owning in Chicago is um, David Montgomery. That's the only one. You don't need Justin Fields on your roster right now. You can cut him. He's on my cut list. Cole Komet has bricks for hands. Cut him. We were high on him, but you know he he's not doing anything right now. But I think you need to put Darnell Mooney on the bench. Because I think at some point they have to throw the ball, right? It's the NFL. You can't get away with just running the ball every single down. And you have to throw the ball. And Justin Fields has to throw the ball to somebody and it's going to be to Darnell Mooney. So I think that's why you hold. Because he has the talent and the opportunity to be a solid wide receiver too. But it's just not happening yet because it's the Bears. Yeah. And they're struggling on offense. You know, it's a new head coach, new system. I think it's going to take some time to gel. But I think down the road, Darnell Mooney is a better play. So you put it on the bench. Okay. Other guys that you, I'm okay taking an L on and that you drop right now, Robert Woods. You know, he is not seeing the target volume that he needs in order to be fantasy relevant. We thought that he'd be coming in good off of the... Um, off of the injury, going into a new uh, new system here, he's just not doing it. It's just not happening. You can drop Robert Woods. You can drop Rashad Penny. You can drop Matt Ryan. Devontae Parker, see ya. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, a guy I took a lot of at the end of drafts. Cut that guy. Car- no. Patrick Mahomes called it at the beginning of the season. One week it's going to be one guy. The next week it's going to be the next. There are too many mouths to feed there for any of their players other than Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes to be in your starting lineup. He specifically apologized to fantasy football people and said he's going to be spreading the ball around. It's not going to be just a a one and done. Yep. Except for Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, guys that need to go on the bench. Okay. So you're not cutting these guys because of just the case I made for Darnell Mooney. It's the same. They have better long-term value. Be patient. Travis Etienne. George Pickens. Now, a couple of guys that I built this list have gotten hurt this week, and that was Hunter Renfro and uh, Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz has a PCL injury. You're going to wait it out. That's what limited Zeke a lot last year. Um, And so I think that they're not going to rush him. Hunter Renfro, again, we're not going to rush it, but I think he's going to have value because he gets a lot of targets. Now, guys that you're going to hold on, you're still starting them because you don't have better options and you need to start them. It's A.J. Dillon, it's Aaron Rodgers, it's Cam Akers, and it's Corderell Patterson. Those are the guys that you need to hold, right? They're still going to have value, um, but you're not you're not freaking out about it yet. And then some guys that absolutely must be added in every league right now. Are you ready? Yeah. James Robinson, Sterling Shepard. Shockingly, what is you're gonna hear this list and be like, what is it like 2014? Sterling Shepard, Jacoby Meyer of the uh, New England Patriots, and Tua 
needs to be on uh, owned in 100% of leagues right now. So does Carson Wentz. This is the guy. This this next one. Curtis Samuel. Wide receiver for the Washington Commanders. Looks healthy and looks like he is the dude in that offense. I think he's taken already in the majority of most of my leagues. But yes, Curtis Samuel is having himself a year already. Mm-hmm. I actually would have him ranked above Terry McLaurin in my rankings this week. Um, last two... Jahan Dotson, again with the Commanders, um, and then Nelson Aguilar. You're making some notes. Yeah, I. Uh, so doing our rankings, um, I came across running back specifically that I'm just like, this one or this one, this one or this one, this one or this one, and it's three or four teams. So I'm just trying to go over. Remember them real quick so that I can ask actually ask you about well, that. Well, ask, ask now. Now's a great time. Let's, okay. Let's roll on to our next segment. So, if we go uh, and look at stats real quick, I'm going to jo- go up to Green Bay. Okay? So, you're going to know exactly where I'm going with this right now. <laughs> which two, Which running back do you start each Exactly. Week? You've got Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon. Aaron Jones, week one, 10.6. A.J. Dillon, 20.1. The next week, Aaron Jones... 32 points. 32 he had 170 rushing yards. Points. AJ Dillon, 7.7. Do you want to know the answer? Yes. That's your answer. <laughs> yes. You're going to start both of them because here's the deal Aaron Rodgers has the comfortability with Aaron Jones and he's going to see more receiving work, but AJ Dillon has carved himself a role. I do prefer Aaron Jones to AJ Dillon a little bit. Okay. Um, that may not be reflected yet in my rankings, but I think that that's what we're going to see going forward is Aaron Jones is going to be this borderline RB one. If he can get this same amount of volume. Um, but don't forget in that same game, Aaron Jones got this or AJ Dillon got the same amount of volume. Look at when you're scouting for fantasy, some, excuse me, things that you look at for running backs is opportunity. How many rushes did they get? How many snaps were they on the field for? That's what you that's what you want to look at. You're looking at process over results. And so the answer for both of those guys is yes. AJ Dillon is going to be a solid flex play for you every week and is going to pop off. Aaron Jones is going to be a solid, like top tier RB2, low, low end RB1 every week. And some weeks like this past week is going to explode. Alright, so let's jump to Dallas. Tony or Zeke? Yes. But I prefer <laughs> Tony Pollard. Zeke is not showing promise at all. But the same thing happened last year, Mm -hmm. beginning of the season. Same exact scenario happened last year. And Zeke squeaked it out and became a top 10 running back. And I had to pay a Derek Gold for that, which I did. But it's I don't think it's gonna happen this year. Especially now that Cooper Rush is in at quarterback with Dallas. It's going to be more Tony Pollard because Tony Pollard is better in the screen game. That's what it boils down to. All right, next team, Minnesota Vikings. Is this a question between the running backs? Yes, the, all, all four of these. All four of these are running back scenarios and situations. Dallin Cook over Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison is an elite backup, will be a decent change of pace guy, but it's still going to be Dallin Cook. Even against the Philadelphia Eagles, where he did not have a ton of efficiency, really bad efficiency, 
he's still got the volume. Dalvin Cook is going to get the volume. And Alexander Madison is going to be the guy who spells it. And You're going to last. Cleveland next, yes. aren't you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, Cleveland, it's still Nick Chubb over Kareem Hunt. Um, and I think we saw why this game. It, granted, it's the Jets' defense, and they can't stop anybody. Yeah. Um, but Nick Chubb is going to get the majority of the run. He's going to get the volume play. He's going to be the one to break the chunk runs. Kareem Hunt is going to be a change of pace, pass catching down back. The reason why he was so high scoring in week one is he got touchdown lucky. Kareem Hunt is going to be touchdown dependent, but he's still going to be a flex play most weeks. He's not a he's not a guy that you're start, you know RB one RB two top twenty guy, but he's going to be in that twenty five to thirty range. Where can he fall into two touchdowns? Clearly, we've seen it already. But most weeks he's not going to. So especially li- with Jacoby Brissett under center. So literally, when I was going through my rankings and spending the four ridiculous hours doing them, each of these running backs. I ranked the same number because day to day, you really don't know who's going to be getting more. At least in my opinion, you don't know who's going to be getting more. Well, but if you, like I said, when you're scouting running backs, go look at the touches, go look at the the volume numbers. If you go look at that, you'll see, no, there's a clear skew here that the, our, the top dogs are getting the volume numbers. Um, but their backups are being more efficient because it's a change of pace. You bring somebody else in there on fresh legs. Boom. You can score a little bit more points. You get, you break off a 10 yard run or something like that. So I think that that's where you're seeing when you're just scouting kind of box score and results. Now, not that that's a bad way to do it, but I think long-term, like I said, process over results. Who's going to get the volume? Who is seeing the, the volume? What are the tendencies that we're seeing with coaching? Okay. Uh, should we take a quick break? Yeah, I think so. I mean, it's 45 minutes in. I think we probably ought to. Okay. All right, guys. We'll be back in a second. we're back um we're gonna tease our new segment here if you've been with us for a while you know that we previously had a segment called overreaction tuesdays uh that segment is no more it has gone the way of the dodo and it is now going to be replaced with what we call the idiot itinerary it's all about me guys this is where ryan gets to come in and give his most boneheaded takes of the week his overreactions his you know, I watch football, not fantasy football takes. <laughs> and so, so, so keep this in mind going forward, though. I, I'm going to throw the, he's, he said that, but I'm going to say everything that you hear for the next several minutes, you must take with a grain of salt. Bucket, bucket, bucket. A, a bucket of salt. Because. And these, remember, he's from Alabama. These, so I know football. All right, but these are overreaction still. This isn't I'm saying this is what's going to happen. No, this is overreaction off of the week that just played. All right, so you ready for my three this week? I'm ready. Cincy, dead. Done. They're, they're not going to the playoffs. They're not making it. I They might win eight games this season. Done. Okay? Russ and Denver, washed. Nobody cares about him. Would you say that Russ is cooked? He has been cooked. <laughs> he's well done, okay? He's just he's he's at the age to retire. He needs to go ahead and do it. It's not going to do it's not going to happen for Denver. They're not going anywhere. All right? They I'll say 6 wins. They're 1 and 1 right now with a 
a lucky win against Houston. Should have won that game. Okay, six wins. Last one. Wentz for Offensive Player of the Year. <laughs> or, <coughs> or Comeback Player of the Year. That one doesn't, like, make me immediately want to vomit <laughs> as much as the other one does. Okay, those are your, those are your, idiot, that's the idiot itinerary. Though. Yep, yep. Wentz for Offensive Player of the Year. Uh, we'll write these down and revisit them at the end of the season to see how well the idiot did. Uh, but that's the idiot itinerary. The last two things that we're going to do today, we're going to give you our weekly manager efficiency rankings. And then we are going to close the show with our new way to close every show, which is our Derek gold bets. We're going to make one every week. Now, they're already in the document. I already loaded them. Oh, okay. I forgot to do that, so. No, it's okay. I did it for you. Well, appreciate it. Yeah. So now, Fantasy Tears. That's the tab oh. you want. Now, we're going to start at the bottom and work our way up. I'll grab the percentages. Keep in mind, this is our manager efficiency ranking. So this is based on who set the best possible lineup that they could have. You, you know what would have been efficient is putting the percentages on the list with the names. We're going to do that next week. Yep, you are, you are absolutely right there. All right, so starting at the bottom, we have Nick. Nick, this week, um, it would help if I went into the right league to get the right info. My apologies. There we go. Nick this week set 73.7% of his best lineup. Okay. That's Which, that's a C. Matt? Matt set 76.2%. He's actually going to be, well, if the weather f held through, he should be back in town this weekend. So, we'll see if he can actually set a lineup or if he's just been screwed this whole time while he's been on, in Alaska. In Alaska with no yeah. life. No service. Uh, Laura? Laura made a jump, you know, she moved and set 83.2% of her perfect lineup. And rounding out the idiots, you have moi. Yeah, 84.6, buddy. You could have scored 193 points this week, but you didn't. Yeah. yeah. Now, you still got a win. I did, against Tyler. Against Tyler, which is good. Tyler's a good team. You have a good team. Hey, Tyler. How's that one loss to me feel, huh? I'm 2-0. and oh. Suck it. <laughs> Moving into our mid-range. We have Taylor. Uh, Taylor set 86.6% of his perfect lineup. Austin. Good for a win this week. Austin, 89.6. Almost an A there, buddy. You, you keep trying there. <laughs> uh, hey, he's gone up from last week, though. He did move up. Uh, Tyler. Tyler set 90.3% of his perfect lineup. I think the biggest jump, well, no, they're kind of tied for the, for the biggest jump is Logie and then Logie, Logan and then Jody. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just refer to them as Logie from now on. Logie, that's our couple name. They're going <laughs> to hate that. Absolutely hate that. Um, Logan this week set 92.4%. Of his perfect lineup while Jody top yep she set 97.2% of her perfect lineup and got so lucky 
she started just Lamar and all of the uh, all of all Miami. Of Miami. <laughs> so just absolutely blew people out of the water this week. Yeah. And we don't even have to talk about the top person. Uh, no, I think we do because because of the number. Okay, go ahead. Uh, coming in as the top most efficient manager, myself, who set 100% of their perfect lineup. I literally could not have set a better lineup. Thank you. That's it. That's I needed the validation. Yeah, I know, I know you did. I know so, you did. Thank you. Um, no, but I will say, uh, Jody with her impressive win this week, almost took the first place spot from me, but I'm still beating her by less than a point. It's like 0. 0.6 of a point. I'm beating in her. the, in the overall standings. Yeah. 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 That, uh, that makes it a little bit rough. And so we're going to go ahead and now close out the show with our Derek Gold bet. Do you have one? I mean, I have one that it would immediately just be a win for me. <laughs> Bills over Miami. That could actually be an interesting game. I, now, do I have... Do I think Buffalo will win? Yes. Because of their defense and how it just shuts everyone down. But after watching what Miami did with Baltimore... But did you see the, the Josh Allen-Stefan Diggs connection? Oh, yes. Yes, I did. I watched, okay. Yes, I saw that. But I'm just saying... With how that offense stepped up against Baltimore. Granted, Baltimore's defense isn't great. Yeah, it's bad. But Ob objectively bad. But they put up so many points. That could that could be a very interesting game. I'll I'll just throw that out there. It's it's gonna be a phenomenal game. That's my game of the week. Um how about this? You wanna you wanna take a bet on uh Mike Evans? Or not Mike Evans, uh um Mike Williams? Sure. <laughs> Inside the top 10 or outside the top 10? Uh, let me look real quick. Well, if we both agree, we can't make the bet on it. Mike Williams. They played Jacksonville. Has any news? Has any more news come out about Keenan Allen? Uh, he is questionable. May play. May not. Justin Herbert's the big question mark. I, but I also think it's a big question mark on if Keenan Allen plays too, because that could completely change the outcome there. It's true. That is so true. So Mike Williams probably isn't the best, isn't the most fair bet to go off of solely on that. I'm trying to see if there's any other like major discrepancies in our rankings. <laughs> Tell you what, I'll do this one. I say that Leonard Fournette will be a top 10 running back this week. You have him ranked at 12. So, I mean, this one's going to be close. I think he'll be top 10 against Green Bay. Okay, I'll take that. Okay, Derek Gold, it's okay. on. All right, I will put it in. And that's the show, guys. Thank you for sticking with us. We hope that you get a lot more value out of this show. We're putting in work for you. A little bit longer, um, but still coming in under an hour, which is our goal. Yeah. All right, as always, be a friend, tell a friend. Stick around for next week where we see who wins the Dairy Gold and see what other idiot itinerary items I have to bring forward. And we can set you up really well for the next week. Thank you.